It's time to put on your sleuthing cap, feel nail-biting dread, and face heart-racing fear. This is Queer Writers of Crime, where you'll get book recommendations and hear interviews with LGBTQ authors of mystery, suspense, and thriller novels. Here's your host, Brad Shreve. Hello, Lori. Hello, Brad. (laughs) Hello, Justine. Hey, Brad. Hello, Philip. Hi, Brad. This is the first time we've all been together. And yes. you guys all know why, and I think a lot of our listeners know why, but maybe not all of them. So here's the deal. This is the last episode of Queer Writers of Crime. And I said that last year when I went on hiatus, and I came back and had a lot of fun. We changed the show a little bit. Added Lori and Philip to the show, so Justine wasn't exhausted every week. But this time, it's final. And I asked them all to be on here because I want to thank them all. I especially want to thank Justine, who has been with me since the very first episode. I don't know how she was able to put up with it. There were moments we wanted to kill each other, and there were moments where we had a whole lot of laughs. And then early this year, when I came off of hiatus, I asked Lori to join us and Philip to join us because Justine said, this reading 20 books every week to find a book I can recommend is getting a bit too much. But you guys have been a great asset. It actually has been kind of fun to get different uh, viewpoints on different books. So nervous as I think people were about Justine not being on as often. And I can tell you, I got a lot of emails. People were very scared. You guys made it all okay. So thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. And I think both Lori and Philip did a great job and probably a far better job than I ever could have. I wouldn't say far better, just different. Just different. Well, I really appreciate you and all the listeners putting up with the fact that I refuse to sit inside for any period of time. And they have to hear the, uh, the sounds of the birds and occasionally a dog and, you know, all the airplanes. And I've had a very good time doing this, and I've gotten to know a lot of people. The Many of the authors, you know, express appreciation for the fact that I reviewed them, and, and some of them have indicated that I've, I've uh, added a fair number of readers to their career, and, and they've gotten known, and I'm, I'm pleased to have been able to do that for the community. Yeah, I have gotten a lot of emails and messages from people that said that they learned some good books through the interviews, and a whole lot of books through your recommendations, and it's very much appreciated. And by the way, I swear I wasn't going to get maudlin over this, so we're not, but just wanted to say our goodbyes rather than just end the show. I'm amazed at the number of podcasts that have been on for years and years and years, and you listen to their final episode, and they they don't say anything. They acted like they were going to come back the next week. I suspect a lot of them were. I suspect a lot of them were planning to come back, and then just this one got busy, and well, we can't do it, and the next thing you know, it was six months later, and they just gave up. Yeah, I guess so. That just seemed kind of mean after people have been listening to you for a few years. But anyway, we're not doing that. Philip, what do you have to say? I know you had some things you wanted to bring up. Um, well, first, can I ask a question? You may. No, no, no. No so, questions. Justine, do you mind me asking you, like, could could you give us... <laughs> No, I just want to know if you can give us an update on Requeer Tales and where you're all heading with that, because I've always been so happy that you've been around, and I just think it's an incredible resource, a publishing resource. I appreciate that. We are, after some uh, a summer hiatus, we are 
back in full swing. We are, are publishing, I think, every every other week, sometimes a couple of books. We're bringing in some uh, some more non-mystery things. Some we've we've got some like production issues with there's a the Sweetheart trilogy with Phyllis McGahey's book. Not that on our end, but you know, every now and then Amazon's like, "What? What? What? You don't own the rights. We own the rights. No, no, no. We don't see that contract. Here's the contract. No, nope, no, nope, doesn't look a good. Con- it's a good contract. And so occasionally stuff like that happens, and we have to work it through. So some of our our most beloved books are kind of sitting on the sidelines, and we'll get them out soon enough. We've got a lot of mysteries. You know, we brought out the newest Grant Michaels mystery. We're going to bring out the new Richard Stevenson mystery, the last of the Donald Strakey books. And, uh, you know, Felice Picano, we've, we've, we've just signed up more of his books to get out. And, you know, we've just got a lot on our plate at the moment. Yay. That's great. Thank you. <laughs> Yay, that's great. I know. I'm really, I'm very excited about it. So thanks. I'm very excited about the final Richard Stevenson novel. Yes, yeah. It will make me sad, but I will thoroughly enjoy it. So I just would like to thank you, Brad, so much for this opportunity. Um, Laurie and I were talking before you and Justine got here, and I just really, the opportunity was just at the perfect time for me. I'm really sad, of course, that we're ending, but I'm thrilled and excited for your new venture. And it's really sparked something in me. So I was telling uh, Justine and Laurie that I've been doing a blog for 13 years. It's called Real Charlie, R-E-E-L. Um, and it's a film and television review blog. But once a month, a couple months ago, I started to do some just some individual podcasts on my own where I talk about book or a film or a TV series that I watched a long time ago when I was younger. And then I compare my opinion of it back then to how it stood the test of time. So you, I have you to thank for that because you've really sparked my sort of my love for audio and, and sharing with the world. So uh, I feel like uh, hopefully we'll all move on from this uh, and some more exciting projects. So thank you. Well, that's exciting. Is the podcast up and running now? So what I'm doing is I'm, I'm doing episodes on my blog, realcharlie.com, the blog. And then after I get, I'm up to, in October, I'll have episode six, and then I'm going to upload all of them to a podcast. So it's going to be called Real Charlie Speaks, R-E-E-L, but uh, we'll do that starting in October. I love seeing if things stand the test of time. That's always fun. Most things I look at, I'm like, Oh my God, how did we watch that? But sometimes they make it. Yep, they do. I watched St. Elsewhere all over again, and it was just as good as the first time. (laughs) I often make the mistake of telling my daughter, oh, you've got to watch this classic TV show. You're just going to love it. It's going to be so great. And then she looks at me and says, really? Really? You think that was great? Really? (laughs) I'll tell you what happened recently with Maurice and I. You know, we loved Beetlejuice. And about six months ago, we watched it, and we just looked at each other and like, how in the hell did we like this movie? It's terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. So it did not stand up. So, Lori, you're the other writer in the group. Yes, I am. <laughs> how many novels have you put out? Well, as of today, this is the new one, um, 10. It was published yesterday. Wow. And uh, four volumes of poetry, all traditionally published. And so... Yeah, I've, I've had a real cluster this year for some reason, just either COVID-related because of delays in publishing or just 
accident. So it's been a, a really busy year, but thank you very much for including me on these review uh, podcasts because it gave me a good excuse to read books I wanted to read anyway. But also uh, I decided to go ahead and I was just asked to be a reviewer for New York Journal of Books, which is a new group that wow. in California, actually. Wow. They are trying to syndicate, I believe, to the Los Angeles Times and other major newspapers. So uh, what's nice about it is I get free, really great books. I just got the brand new Kate Atkinson wow. hardcover first edition. So, you know, hey, I would have paid money for that one. <laughs> Not lesbian or gay fiction, but, you know, uh, they do have a section, so I could review there. But I'm having a lot of fun with I've got a Jeffrey Archer on my table and a few others. So it's been fun. But I really, I, you know, this really got me started on the reviewing kick, although I d always did it a little bit for friends uh, who are poets or writers. So thank you. That's one of the things I'm going to miss. And hint, hint, if anybody wants to continue the trend, I'm really going to miss the free books. <laughs> and I always got way more than I could ever read, but it was still nice to get lots of free books. So can I tell you all about the new show? Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. I talked about it in the last episode, but I know not everybody listens to every episode, so I'm going to do a plug. And first, before I do that, I want to do a big dating game kiss to all the listeners out there and all the authors that have been on the show. If you don't know what a dating game kiss is, it means you're too young and I hate you. <laughs> Look it up. The new show launches on November 15th. There's going to be four episodes that launch on the same day. It's called Queer We Are. And what this show is going to do is going to focus on positive stories from accomplished LGBTQ celebrities, politicians, activists, athletes, etc. And I'm hoping people will be inspired while listening to entertaining conversations. So if you want to be inspired, it's a great show. If you just want to hear a good conversation and maybe some laughs, it's for you too. And maybe you want both. I Hopefully you want both. And I got to tell you, the list of names of people that I have on is fantastic. This morning, I interviewed Sean Strube, who is a longtime activist, entrepreneur, and he was the founder of Pause Magazine. I have drag performer Miss Coco Peru, Pulitzer Prize nominee John Parent, who is most known for writing Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. I have comedians Ant and Rosie Wilby. Let's just say I have three months of people lined up. Wow. And I can tell you all of them, not all of them are famous. Like I have Mr. Gay Canada and Mr. Gay UK. Well, come on. They're famous, Brad. Don't you? You've never heard of them? Uh, uh, Phil, I'm sure Philip has got their pictures on his wall. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gay Canada, I'm sure, is well known amongst gay people in Canada. And same thing with Mr. UK. I only know them from social media, and they're both a lot of fun, and I'm glad they're going to be on the show. But I have actors coming. I have athletes coming. I got all kinds of folks coming. The show is actually not going to be different than Queer Writers of Crime was. You know, we talked about the book for maybe five minutes, and most of it was conversation. I kind of did the Dick Cavett kind of thing. I like to think so. And this show's really more geared towards that. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, can I play the, uh, the trailer for it? Sure. It's your show, Brad. It's not like we're going to say no. <laughs> well, you could still say no. I probably would ignore you. All right, all right. But you could still say no. No, no. Don't do it, Brad. Stop. Shut up. I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> 
Okay, so if you guys are ready, here is the trailer for Queer We Are. Coming in November 2022. Queer We Are. I'm Brad Shreve, and here in Queer We Are, I'll be chatting with accomplished LGBTQ celebrities, athletes, activists, politicians, business leaders, the list goes on. We'll talk about success, what it means to them, and how they made it to where they are. Are you seeking inspirational stories and motivation, or maybe just good conversation and a laugh or two? Well, now you know where to find us, because Queer We Are. And there you have it. Excellent. Does that tell you all about it? All about it. All about it. I can't wait. And I really can't wait, Brad. I, I'm, I'm, you know, singing in my usual sardonic tone of voice. But no, I really can't wait. It's going to be great. Yeah, we're very, very happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. Justine, I think that's it with our goodbyes. Unless anybody has anything else to say. Philip, I see you're bawling into your handkerchief. <laughs> <laughs> one more book, Justine. Just one more book. This is going to be like we said our goodbyes and I'm going to be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, uh, you know, on the stage, kind of like, uh, you know, Mary Teller more like inching out the door, not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to turn the light switch off as you leave the, the newsroom? And if you don't get that reference, you're too young and I still hate you. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> And, I, and I'm sure that you can go to Philip's blog and see if those two shows hold up. <laughs> okay. I, enough stalling on my part. I really have done my homework. But I'm ready to pre perform here. Okay. So, listen, I've got a book that I think is particularly suited for our last show. I have, of all, of all the new writers that I've introduced to our fans, a couple I, I think are particularly noteworthy. In episode 32 on May 14th of 2020... I introduced you to Austin Thomas Burton, who wrote Fool's Rush In, a great first novel where he solves an old cold case in San Diego. I'm going to jump in and say it was an excellent first novel. Yes. That really impressed me. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And in episode 62, on December 14th, 2020, I introduced you to Ripley Hayes and her book Under Mine, which is the first in a Daniel Owen Welsh Mysteries. And besides the fact that I couldn't say a single place name in the entire book, it was a great mystery, <laughs> you know, really uh, introduced us to Wales, introduced us to Daniel Owens, but it gave me a feel for Wales that it made me feel like I had, you know, visited, which is not a country I was familiar with. That was a wonderful first novel. So why do you think I'm bringing those up? Well, those two authors have just published a book that they have written together. And the book is called Death on the Dovey. Now, it says death on the D-Y-F-I. And this is a Welsh word, D-Y-F-I. And I asked them how to pronounce it, and Ripley Hayes said Dovey. And at which point, Austin Thomas Burton chimed in that it, it must be uh, Diffy or Diffy. And I let them just wander off stage and argue about the difference in how oddly Welsh words are read. And at some point, I'm sure Ripley was going to bring up the oddities of English and American pronunciation. But anyway, 
It's spelled death on the D-Y-F-I, but it's called death on the dovey. And, and I'm not going to even pretend to know what a dovey is, but I'm assuming that because often whales on, <laughs> on some uh, re- remote part of the wilderness that it has something to do with that. All right. So in this book, there is a Welsh writer named Dr. Brenda Quinby Gunn, G-U-N-N, and an American writer called Thomas Gunn, G-U-N-N, who met each other at a writer's conference and, you know, kind of came together because they had similar last names but no other relationship. And they got to be friends over the years. And uh, Dr. Brenda is off doing a writer's retreat and one of the participants gets murdered and Dr. Brenda was the last person with them, although she was in a drunken blackout and doesn't really remember. And she calls Thomas and insists that he come out to help. Let me tell you why I think this is a really great book. This is the book. These two people, they solve mysteries, Brad, the way you and I would. They're like, oh, we've written so many mysteries and we know all the ways to have the clues and we know all the ways that people can be murdered. And so we're going to solve this one. Wait, well, you know, we should go here. No, we should go there. And then they start arguing about something that happened like years ago. And you know, this just how we would be. You'd be like, no, 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 we got to do it this way. And I'd be like, oh, geez, I can't believe this guy writes mysteries. What we should we really need to do it this other way. <laughs> and, and and then you know, there's like you know, arguing over who is vegan and whether there's any meat to eat in the kitchen, and and where is the bottle of scotch hidden? And I just fell in love with these two characters. So that is the favorite, my favorite part of this. It's also, I mean. They, the authors write a mystery far better than the characters can solve it. They stumble onto the end, but the they all the clues are there. It's hard to put together, but at the end you see where the puzzle fits, and it's a satisfying mystery that way. It's a bit of a romp, complete with uh, you know rainstorms and Welsh mud up to you know the wheels of the car and the boots, the the, end, the top of the boots. And it's also a cozy because you're off at this writer's retreat and there's only so many people that can be the murder. And then there's a couple of more murders along the way. And then, you know, there's this third writer they they keep talking about called Vampire, P-Y-R, who is a non-binary paranormal writer Thomas doesn't much care about. Dr. Brender thinks is terrible. And, you know, some of the writer's retreat are big fans and you know this just keeps coming up and coming up and you're wondering what the heck it is and at the end you find out what the deal is with vampire what's the name of the book again death on the dovey so i'm a lot and how did you spell dovey d-y-f-i okay i spelled it so i looked it up i spelled it d-i-v-i which came out to be a serum to clean your scalp and i knew that wasn't right no 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 uh you looked it up philip what'd you get was the ri- was the river involved in the book at all? Because there's a river called Dovey in Wales. Well, it's a thirty mile long river. That's, that's yeah, I'm sure there probably was. It was near. I mean, it was certainly enough water with, with the flooding and the and you know the bridge and all that. So there must have been a river around there. You know, I don't pay much attention to those details. <laughs> well, I've got to admit, I'm embarrassed. I I don't chat with Liz Ripley Hayes very often anymore because I'm not on. Facebook nearly as much as I used to, but I used to chat with her all the time, and I had no clue she was Welsh. 
People should tell you those things. <laughs> the fact that she actually knows how to spell all those Welsh place names really should have tipped you off. <laughs> well, I'll, have to, I'll send her a message and tell her. I apologize. <laughs> and that's all you have? That's going to be the one that we're going to wrap up with? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, it's a, it, it's a, it's a quick read. It's got some good characters, it, it, and, I, and I really can't tell you to the plot and the subplots and, and the side scenes because it's just really one of these, uh, these books that deserves to be unwound in the, in the way it's unwinding. Well, they're two good writers. I don't know how writers can collaborate like that. I'm too uh, self-centered. Well, I suspect that Dr. Brenda is based on uh, Liz Ripley Hayes, and I suspect that Thomas Gunn is based on Austin Thomas Burton, and it just became a little easier to write. Well, you know, when Gregory Ash and C.S. Poe collaborated on a book, a lot of people were saying, I know this was written by Greg, and I know this was written by C.S., and many of them were way off. So you never know. You never know. Yes. Before I guys, I let you guys go, I want to say a couple things. The Query R trailer is now up and running. You can find it on any of the podcast apps, or sometimes the podcast app search engines are really bad. So how are you spelling queer there, you Brad? Queer, Q-U-E-E-R, then we, and then R, A-R-E. One word. <laughs> Okay, not R, and not some Welsh spelling of R. No, no, no. It's just like it's normally spelled, QueerWeAre.com. And if you go there, there's a button for all the major podcast apps. You just click on the one and click subscribe. That way, when the show comes out, you won't miss it. And I know nobody wants to miss it. The other thing I want to say is this show is going to stay up for quite some time. Excellent. It doesn't cost me much to keep it up since I'm not doing new episodes. So let's just say now it's going to be up indefinitely. Plenty of people will be able to enjoy and get good book recommendations down the road. Wonderful. Good to meet you, Lori and Philip. First time we've been together. I know. First time. Last time we'll be together. I know. <laughs> Lori, goodbye. I thank you. Yes. Yes. A pleasure. Uh, it's so sad. <laughs> First and last. Yeah. Thank you, Brad. Justine, goodbye and thank you. Goodbye, Brad. And Philip, see you later. Okay. See you later, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> no, goodbye and thank you as well. Thank you. Now all the trap doors are going to open and we're going to disappear. Bye.